She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 84 with Kirsten Mickley. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Hey there, She Did It Her Way listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the She Did It Her Way podcast. I'm so excited you're joining us today. On today's show, I welcome Kirsten Mickley, who is an international published fashion and portrait photographer based in Chicago, Illinois. She graduated with her BFA in photography from Columbia College in Chicago, and she specializes in conceptual storytelling, editorial, and creative portrait. And her distinctive style sets her apart while she is meticulously constructing a unique image or capturing the existing beauty of her subject and her love for photography and directing shows in every frame. Kirsten is one of the sweetest people and she has shot some pretty well big named people such as Richard Branson, Kylie and Kendall Jenner and she is just full of story about her journey as a photographer and how she has set herself apart in such an industry that there are so many talented people in. So coming up next is Kirsten Mickley. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, tell us in one sentence. I mean, I know I already said that you're a photographer, but tell us in your own words, what is it that you do? Um, I'm basically a fashion and editorial photographer. Like you mentioned, I do a lot of celebrity photo shoots. Um, I do a lot of creative photo shoots for clients. And, you know, just like everything else, I'm also a business owner. So love it. Well, tell us how you tell us your story and how you got to where you are today. So you can go all the way back as far as you want or whatever you want to make it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I was always looking for ways to express myself creatively. Um, It wasn't until about high school when I found photography and it just clicked. Uh, (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Um, I went to college for photography at Columbia in Chicago. And shortly after graduating, I started my own business and I went into fashion photography because in my own opinion, it's the most creative and really it's one of those fields in photography where anything goes. And you can really mix the art of capturing a moment with the art of creating and producing something new, which I always really enjoyed. So, um, it's been it's been a it's been a long road, but it's been a really really fun one as well. Mm-hmm. How many how long have you been out on your own for? Um, I have been out on my own. I think it's almost eight years now. So um, you know, after school, you know, they really they really stress in school that you should do internships and assist. And to me, I did I did the the internship. I did a little bit of assisting and. I wasn't really finding people that did the kind of thing that I wanted to do in Chicago. So I kind of just winged it and started my own, my own business the way that I thought that it should be. And that really was, you know, one of those moments where you kind of just take that leap and you don't know what's going to happen and if it's going to work out. And, um, yeah, so thankfully for me, I worked really hard and I was able to, to get the, you know, a lot of work right off the bat, which was really great. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, so, okay, congratulations on being a business owner for eight years, that's fantastic. Talk to us, if you can take us back to when 
you were in college and then you started working and you were doing the photo shoots, working with other people. Walk us through what it was like when you made that decision to go out on your own and the transition from working for someone else to doing it now 100% on your own. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where there's lots of ups and downs. For me, I felt like one of the most important things that I had to do was to create work that I wanted to eventually get paid to do. So, you know, I started just doing shoots all the time. If I had an idea or if I had something that I wanted to try, I would go out and I would find a team and I would put it together and I would do a photo shoot and then I would put it out there into the world and just say like, hey, this is the kind of thing that I want to do. So, you know, pay me for it. (laughs) And that's I think that um, that's really important because I think one of the struggles is that when you're going from working for somebody else to working on your own, there's lots of different avenues you can take and there's lots of different um, people in places that, that will try to get you to change your style and change your aesthetic or get you to go in a different direction. And I think it's really important that you kind of stay true to yourself and you keep trucking along in the path that you you really want to make for yourself. Mm-hmm. What... Um I'm writing down notes here because I have some questions that I want to follow back with. But yeah, totally. um, so I am not a photographer by any means. And it's one part of the industry that I know probably so little about. But I know that there's so much fascination and art that goes into it and creativity. Like when you say you put together a shoot when you were back in the transition and you're working for someone else, but you're like, you know what, I'm going to go do this. And you put a shoot together. What all goes into that and who do you have to partner with and how did you make it work in your favor to then eventually lead to clients? That's actually a really good question. Um, So obviously when you first start as a photographer and especially as a fashion photographer, somebody who wants to do shoots that are more creative and a little bit more editorial, like the kind of thing you'd see on a page in Vogue, um, you really need a full team. So to me, I really, you know, it was all about finding people that were interested in collaborating and that were also interested in building their own business. So when I very first when I first started initially, I didn't have work to show people to say like, hey, this is what I can do, so you should work with me. So I really just did everything by myself, meaning um, from concept to execution, I did the makeup, I did the hair, I did the wardrobe, I did the directing. Like, oh my gosh. You can't, yeah, you can't really, you have nobody to say to you like, Hey, look what I can do. So you should work with me because I'm going to I'm going to give you good work out of it. So it's really just trying to, um, to, you know, pave that path for other people to kind of join your team. And after the first couple of shoots where I did that, I was slowly able to start getting people to, to work with me, whether it be uh, professional models or hair and makeup artists, you know, being like, hey, this is some work I've done in the past now would you be interested in collaborating? And that just slowly branches and grows on itself. So it's definitely a process. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, for being in photography now for eight years, what, what was the vision when you first started out and then has it changed now? And if so, how has it changed? Um, I think in school I had a lot of pressure to do more fine art as opposed to fashion photography. So, um, You know, when I first started out, my vision was a little bit more seeped in reality and really just kind of trying to capture the world around me. And as I got older, I realized that, 
you know, some of those things, some of those documentary projects, you know, they're great, but I really wanted to make work that I felt like people just aesthetically enjoyed and that was just a really told a story of something nobody's ever seen before. And I think that for me, that really started when I started doing a self self portrait series when I was in college. And because I didn't have models or people to work with, I would really just immerse myself in these weird situations and photograph myself doing all these crazy things. And I would, I mean, I, I used to go home for the summers back to Indiana where my parents are and I would, grab couches out of their house and I would make whole sets out in the woods and I would have my parents drive me with like a mattress into the middle of a field and I would set up a tripod and photograph myself in this like weird whimsical scenario and I think that was really the beginning of developing the style that I have today. That is insane. Yeah it's really I know my parents were so I mean they definitely helped me. I mean, they were very supportive, which which is great. I mean, it was one of those things where where I think that they thought at first that I was a little bit nuts because I was always yeah, I was always like, "Oh my gosh, I want to cover my face in glitter and lay in the grass and be photographed." Like, it just and it wasn't about me. It wasn't about selfies or getting cool pictures of me. It was really just about having like ideas and really wanting to try them out photographically and you know, thankfully, you know, my parents really went out on a limb supporting me because you don't know if your child is going to actually be good at what they're doing, you know, because I think Mm -hmm. anything with your when you're doing creatively, you know, your child says they want to do music and you're like, okay, are you actually like decent at music or are you just, you know, (laughs) so for me, like it just kind of, it helped that, you know, they gave me that support right off the bat and allowed me the freedom to to use their furniture and their cars and anything that I could think of when I was in Indiana to really try those ideas and execute them, which really gave me that momentum to continue creating. What's the craziest idea photo shoot thing that you've done so far? Oh man, there's so many. I I mean, I love working for other people and I love taking their vision in bringing it to life. But I think one of the things that I love to do, which is really important, is taking, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is taking an idea that I have and really just pushing it to as far as it can go. And one of the, one of the ideas I've done that I feel like stands out the most in my mind is something that's really crazy is I, I really wanted to mix the idea of a painting with a, with a photograph. And what I, what I ended up doing was I had these two models, which I bought these baby pools on Amazon and I filled them with milk and I had them laying like basically naked in this milk. And then I had myself and my husband, which he and I collaborate on a lot of shoots. He and then also the makeup artist and everybody, we were painting on top of the models as they were laying in the milk. And then I was photographing them from above. So it really turned out, I mean, the project is called Frozen and you can see it on my website. It really turned out looking like a two dimensional painting but that's just straight out of the camera. So I think that was one of the weirdest, like, you know, things to get people involved in. Cause I'm like, Hey, do you want to be a model for me while you lay naked in a bathtub full of milk? Um, yeah, that should be, that should be great. I promise it'll look really cool. <laughs> so yeah, that was really fun. And so I, I mean, I have to ask, I love how creative that is. And that's something, I mean, my brain doesn't even go there in the sense of I would, I would probably never, it would never think of it. And so 
when you when you think of that, um, how do you take those photos and then relay them in a way that they get published? And this might be a naive question from my standpoint, from not knowing enough about photography and how that works. No, not at all. I mean, I think that when you come when you come up with an idea, it's really important to have the pre production that goes into it. You know, for me. And I think what a lot of people don't know about photography is that there's so much in, inside of the process. You know, you really have to to you you have the little seed that's an idea, and you really have to water it and allow it to grow into something that's really beautiful. And but you also can't let it you can't nurture it too much because if you're during if you're doing the shoot and, and you know you only want to stick with your game plan, then I don't think it comes out as good as it would if you kind of branch away and let things happen organically. So to me, it's really about that pre-production and then knowing the kind of thing that I'm going to end up with and then finding publications that would be, that it would be suitable for. So for example, for this kind of, for that kind of project that I was just talking about, you know, it was a more fine art beauty photo shoot. So I really looked for publications to, that would want to publish something that was in that realm. And you kind of, that's where networking comes in. Cause you really have to start, you have to know people and you have to start, um, just building that, that environment of people where you can contact and be like, Hey, like I did this crazy shoot. Like, do you know anybody that would be interested in publishing it or, you know, something like that. And I think a lot of times you, you make work and you have to, you look for places to get it published. And then half the time, you know where it's going to be published already because they're the ones who are paying you to do it. So it's just that give and take. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I always, sometimes I put the mute on so that there's like it, no noise from my end, but I forgot to take that off. So there we go. Oh, no worries. Yeah. So it's just like, are you there? Yeah. No. Okay. So, um, I it was so funny. I was talking and then I'm like, you're like, hello. And okay. Anyway, this is one of those like conference calls when you're in a business and everyone's like, hello, hello. Oh, um, my conference calls are, <clears throat> are so awkward. I, I <laughs> see them all the time for work and I'm always just like, um, all right. So who's talking now and is it appropriate for me to like, yeah, you never know if it's appropriate to be like, uh-huh, yeah, because then you feel like you're interrupting them. It's just, uh, it's the worst. So no, yeah. no. Yeah, and, and per, um, truthfully, I was I was sneaking around on Frozen, too, so I was clicking, that's why. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's, Frozen is, is beautiful. I mean, it's gorgeous. And so to recap what you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that as an artist, as a photographer, you'll have an, you'll have a concept of and an idea that you want to shoot. And then you reach out to these publications and you communicate that idea. And then they say whether they like it or not. And then they will fund for you to do the production. Is that yes. right? That's okay. part, part of the time. That's right. And then the other part, I would say you have to create the work and then submit it to the publications. So this is purely just the, um, my like personal projects as far as you know for for most of my job I'm really just I'm getting contacted by designers or magazines or just individuals that are also business owners that have a vision already and then they want me to execute that vision so for my personal projects like Frozen that's that's something that I created on my own you kind of have to pull that team together yourself and then submit to places that you think would be interested in publishing it got it okay that makes perfect sense. So then tell us a time when you, like your truth was tested, meaning 
you you were saying a little bit in the beginning that you, you were shooting art, but it wasn't really um, something that you were highly interested in as much as fashion. Mm-hmm. So through your career, has that your truth of and desire ever been tested? And did you agree to go along with it? Or did you experience any sort of anything like that along the way? Um, I mean, it happens all the time. I think that, you know, I kind of talked about it a little bit before that, you know, you have this idea of the kind of work that you want to create as an artist. And one of the one of the biggest struggles for me is that being a creative person, I think that you hear about the left, the left brain and the right brain. And I'm very much so like the artistic, creative, like kind of like fly by the seat of my pants. And I think one of my biggest struggles throughout this whole process has been really disciplining myself to be a business owner and to be the type of person who, you know, gets up really early in the morning and answers my emails on time within that day. And just the business side of things has always been something that I have to push myself more so than the the creative aspect of it, if that makes sense. So I think that it's there have definitely been struggles where I might have somebody contact me to do a shoot that I de- it doesn't really fit in my the plan of the kind of shoots that I want to do. And you really have to weigh your pros and cons. Like, you know, uh, for example, I think a lot of times when I tell people I'm a photographer, they assume I shoot weddings, which I used to shoot weddings to begin with. But it's one of those things where if I continue down the road of shooting weddings, I wouldn't I don't think that I would be able to pursue my career as a fashion photographer. To me, it's really just you kind of do one or the other because weddings is a totally different type of photography and it's a full time just business that's in and of itself. So I think to me, some of my biggest struggles have been if people who, you know, continue to ask me to shoot things like weddings or their family portraits and, you know, they'll offer me good amounts of money for those kind of things. And I just really have to weigh the pros and cons and say like, well, okay, if I start going down this path of doing that, am I going to veer off the path of what I really want to end up doing, which is shooting for Vogue or, you know, doing magazine covers and that kind of thing, which I've been lucky enough to do that kind of stuff in the past. But it's just one of those things you're always having to having to make that decision. Should I stick with what I, you know, stick with the path that I'm on, even though it might not be as prosperous right off the bat or, you know, veer a little bit to make extra money so I can work into my schedule, the kind of work that I eventually want to do. So it's definitely, that's always, that's always where it comes into, you know, you have difficulties. Mm-hmm. Hey there, she did her way listeners. And I'm so excited to share the good news with you guys. Starting August 1st, we are now launching the her way challenge as a full month long challenge. And I've also created a workbook for you to download. It's interactive, helps you keep track of your goals and to stay focused. So make sure you head to herwaychallenge.com to sign up to receive the weekly emails to help stay encouraged and to download the workbook. Also, make sure you head on over to the Facebook group, Her Way Challenge, to interact and to share your goals and to make sure that you accomplish them at the end of the month. What was the hardest time you, like that you said no to a project because it didn't align with what you were aiming towards? Um, I think one of the hardest ones I, I said no to was somebody who was very sweet and they, they wanted me to photograph interiors for um, real estate company. And 
I knew that if I took that job, that it would be an ongoing job that would I would continue to get throughout my career and that it would take up a lot of my time because they had a lot of real estate that they wanted shot and they were offering really good money for it. And I, I talked to my husband and I'm like, look, like, here's the thing. If I take this job, I know that a big chunk of my time is going to be spent shooting interiors of you know, houses and apartments. And I don't, I don't generally like to shoot that kind of thing. I want to be working with people. So it was really just, you know, because the profit was high, it was hard to say, you know, honestly, that's not really the kind of work that I do. And then that was one of my biggest, like, Oh, like, but I could be making more money, you know, like, Mm. so it's just, it's really, it's always difficult when somebody offers you, like a monetary amount in ter- as opposed to something that you actually creatively want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay. So after you said no, how long, I'm going to call it a hangover, but how long was that lingering around that you're like, Oh my gosh, like <laughs> I could have made X amount of dollars. I mean, was it a week, a day, or did you think about it for a few months afterwards? Or what was, what was the aftershock like? Yeah, I think that it was to me, it was pretty, it wasn't that long lived because I knew in my heart that I had made the right decision in not doing it because obviously I think that if I had gone down that path, I would be in a totally different area of the career as I, that I would have been today. So, um, I think it was pretty, it was, it was kind of came and went. It also helps that you have so many ups and downs as a business owner where you'll have things like that. But then like maybe the next day I'll get a client that wants to shoot something really cool. And I think to myself, you know what? I'm really glad that I turned that other job down because I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do X, Y, and Z going forward. Mm -hmm. How do you, I'm curious in in a world of like the business where everything fluctuates, how do you create consistency in a world that is not always sometimes consistent? That's a really good question. I think that that's also like a huge struggle as any as any business owner knows that some months are going to be hard months where you're like um you just hear crickets and you're like okay what's like is ever hey like what's up guys I'm I'm over here, you know. I'm and, still here. I'm still here and I mean I I've been really um thankful that that hasn't happened to me to the extent where I'm like oh my gosh, am I doing the right career? You know, I haven't had the moment where it's so, it, it gets so quiet there that I'm like, um, all right, I'm starting to worry now. Um, it's usually something where I'll have like a week where I don't get as many emails um, or I don't get as, mu- as much people reaching out to me as I normally would. And then I start to have a little mini panic attack and then something comes along like in two weeks later where... <laughs> I get a really, really cool job that's like a bigger job. And I'm like, whew, okay, everything's okay. So it's just definitely like you never know really what's going to happen. And it's it, that's one of the things where you're like, there is no consistency and nobody can prepare you for that. So you just kind of have to like hang on and hope that keep doing what you're doing and keep putting your work out there and that people will see it and respond positively to it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. What was your most memorable photo shoot? Oh man. And you can use a few if you'd like. No, I mean, this is, this is a great question. I think just in general, everyone is so different. There's really no like cookie cutter, like, okay, this is how a photo shoot goes. But I think the one that pops into my head the most would be the shoot that led me to meet my husband. And um, 
it was really interesting because this was one of the first times in my business that I was really creating a grand scale personal project. And I was really getting a lot of people involved in it. And I had a lot of pressure to do something that was really cool because I had so many people who were helping me do it. And I, one of the ideas that I had for this shoot was that I wanted to do paintings as backdrops. And naturally I'm like, you know, I'm not the best painter. So I wanted to find somebody who could help me do those paintings. And I came across my husband's work and he, he does artwork. His undergrad is in, you know, art and design. And I, I reached out to him and we just started talking and we ended up hitting it off so much (laughs) that we honestly, like the shoot kind of was secondary and we were just like, Oh, this person's amazing. Like we should hang out tomorrow. And, um, you know, we started dating almost like two or three days after that. And throughout the course of those first few weeks, we really just spent time um, collaborating on on that project. So when that project finally came to fruition, it was a really um, it was a really awesome moment to have that shoot happen. Where I just was like, all all of this work that we've put into it, and just meeting my husband, all these things that happened, seeing that in its final form was really really cool. That's incredible. I love that. That's such an amazing story, especially to meet your husband doing something that you love. Yeah. And ever since then, we, we generally collaborate on a photo shoot once a year or so. Um, he's actually, it's funny because he's actually a lawyer, but he, his undergrad is in painting. So it's, it's really funny because I would have, if I would have met him like a couple months, maybe after he had been more immersed in his law degree, then I probably, you know, I might have missed the opportunity to know that he was an artist. So it was it was a really interesting kind of thing where it's the, the stars just sort of aligned and we came together in that way. Super cool. OK, share with us who are some of the people like this is a, a space like a question to that I'm asking that feel free to brag or name drop or just share like <laughs> the intense amount like of work that you've done and the people that you've worked with because your list is absolutely incredible and I think it just shows how amazing you of a photographer you are so tell us some of the people that you've worked with that some of our that our listeners may know oh okay well first of all (laughs) I want to preface this with if, if I'm giving if I'm name dropping celebrities that whenever I photographed a celebrity or somebody in the pop culture world I was so like I, I literally had to probably Google 99% of who these people were because I'm so not immersed in that. So it's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, like I photographed, you know, Kendall and Kylie Jenner. Like and I wasn't like, oh, like I wasn't fanning out during the shoot because I was just like, uh, they're just real people, you know. So I think that um, some of the celebrities are to me are not as impressive as like maybe some things like shooting, having my work published in uh, Glamour Italia or having it published in you know, Vogue Italia, um, you know, shooting the cover of Chicago magazine, like two or three seasons in a row, um, you know, shooting for the covers of Chicago Sun-Times Splash multiple times. Um, those to me are more, are, are more something that I would look at and say like, that's really cool. But, you know, just to answer your question, some of the people that, um, some of the cooler people that I photographed are well-known people, I should say. You know, I have photographed Kendall and Kylie Jenner. Um, like you said, Richard Branson, um, John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, um, Common, 
um, William H. Macy. Um, I mean, the, the list is for celebrities is definitely, it's, it's, it's always a different experience and you never know what you're going to get when you meet these people and how it's going to go. So, so yeah. That is, that's awesome though. And can, again, a congratulations on all the publications as well too. Thank you so much. Do you have a process that you follow then like a routine before you go into a photo shoot or like a mental routine? Do you do affirmations or anything like that? Or do you just go straight into the photo shoot and just knock it out? Um, I think it just depends. I think I always get ner- a little bit nervous before a photo shoot. Cause especially when I'm working with new people, I don't know how they're going to be. And I think one thing that I always try to do is really just be as prepared as possible. But also during the shoot, I tend to make myself look as ridiculous as possible in order to get the direction from my subject that I'm asking for. Mm. So if I'm, for for example, if I'm photographing you and you come into my studio, you're probably going to be like a little bit like, like just, it's, it's not a super comfortable experience at first because you don't, we don't know each other. And, um, you know, we've never really connected and all of a sudden I'm supposed to be photographing you, which is one of the most personal, personal things that you can do with somebody is photograph them, especially in a very candid setting. So I really try to talk to my subject and make them feel comfortable and just try to be as goofy and make the shoot as fun and laid back as possible to get my subject comfortable. Mm-hmm. What was the most, uh, champagne popping moments of your career? Um, that's, that's such a good question. I think that there's so, there's so many little moments along the way that you're like, you're like, Oh, this happened. It's so cool. And then there's also moments where you're like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) all right, fail. No, but, um, I, one that happened recently that I can think of was, um, I don't know if you had seen that the art Institute did that Van Gogh exhibit where they, um, they recreated Van Gogh's bedroom in a three-dimensional space and they had it, um, they let, allowed people to stay there as an Airbnb. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah, it was really, really cool. And I had seen people post about it and I was like, that is so cool. It's basically a room that looks exactly like a painting. So it totally fits in with my style of work. Um, and I, I reached out to the Art Institute because I had I had actually worked with them a little bit in the past and done portraits for some of the people at the Art, Art Institute. So I had some connections, which is a uh, side note why it's so important to maintain awesome networking skills because you just you never know when you're going to meet somebody that you're going to want, you know, to to talk to about something else later. So, you know, I reached out to them and they had, you know, they were a little bit reluctant, I think, at first because you know, it's like you're putting a lot of trust in somebody to, to photograph a space that is affiliated with something so large. Mm -hmm. And after going back and forth, I finally got the green light to do a, to do a fashion editorial in that space. And it was the day actually before it was torn down, which was, yeah. So it was one of the things where it was going to, those photos were going to kind of be like something to remember that exhibit by. So I would, that was a really like, cool moment when I finally got that green light. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm so like excited that I got to got to do that project. That is super cool. Is that and that's out on the like we can view it now. It's not out yet. So this is I know I, I wish I could I wish I could tell you it's out now. Um, I actually only did this last a couple weeks ago. So it should be out, you know, relatively soon, depending on what publications pick it up. 
but it's, it's going to be, I, I'll definitely, I'll have to reach out to you and let you know and be like, Hey, that shoots out, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely want to check it out. And then depending upon when we launch, we can put it in the notes for this show. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, what does a typical day look like for you? Or maybe we can go with a week too, because I'm sure that changes as well. Yeah. I was just going to say a typical day is so it's never the same. I mean, even even days where I'm home, working from home in my office editing, it's always different. Um, I think that that's one of the things I love about this job is that as much as I w- some some part of me, some innate part of me really wants to have consistency and like a schedule, I don't know if I would do very well in that environment. So it works really well for me because some days I literally have to get up at six in the morning and shoot for 12 hours and I'm going, going, going and I'm social and I'm talking to people and directing and just really being on the go. And then maybe the next day I'll get, I'll roll out of bed at like 10 and (laughs) answer 20 emails and just kind of like sit in my pajamas maybe until noon while I'm editing photos and drink coffee. I mean, everybody wants to think that as a business owner, you're kind of like, I don't know. I think that there's this perception that you're waking up at like five in the morning and you're getting dressed and having your coffee. And I'm like, this is one of the things that I struggle with. Like I, I struggle with getting up early. I struggle with forcing myself to get dressed when I don't have to, especially if I'm sitting in front of the computer all day, I'll just sit there and be like, should I just keep my pajamas on today? I mean, I'm just going to be editing and answering emails. I really need to do this. Like, (laughs) so it's such a vast difference from day to day being that that person who's social and energetic to being the person who's sitting there like editing going through thousands of pictures and taking calls and emails so I'm so but, right there with you. <laughs> yeah, and I will tell you I did get dressed today just for this interview so I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I would love not have, it. You know, I put I put I put a dress on and I'm like, you know what? Maybe it'll help my my performance in the interview if I'm put together. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. It reminds me of the time in high school when we would have to take like Iowa test basic skills. I think that's what it called. That's what it's called. And they're like, dress for success and and wear a really nice outfit and then it'll help you mentally. And I, I mean, I, I totally believe it to some extent and I'm not, I'm not dissing it, but there are days, especially like today when it's rainy out, I'm like, girl, yes. I'm staying in my yoga pants. It's so hard. I think that's like, especially, and I, you know, my husband goes to work in the morning and then he comes home and like, it's so embarrassing because I like, some days I literally don't think I've moved from the same spot. And I think he's just like, what are you doing? Did you even shower today? I like know, it's terrible, but it's like, I think that's one of the struggles as, as a business owner. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just us, but I have a sneaking suspicion that if you're an entrepreneur, there are always going to be days where you're like, I'm just going to stay here and just hang out in my office all day, you know? Oh, totally. And I, it takes me forever to wash my hair and straighten it. I'm like, oh, it takes so much energy and I want to focus my energy on work and not like straightening my hair or whatever. So I'm like, no, I'm I totally hide. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I have two more questions for you. Okay. Um, what resources like blogs, books, or shows do you read or, or watch to continually be inspired? Um, I feel like this, this is a tough question for me because I, I want to, I want to answer and tell you that I don't have a lot of things like that, that I do. And, but, but it's funny because I think that some of the things that, that end up inspiring me the most are just random everyday occurrences. Like I'll go to the grocery store and I'll see like milk and I'll be like, 
oh, it'd be so cool to like pour milk on top of a model or like I'll go, you know, I'll take the dog for a walk and I'll see somebody in like a red dress and it's, an idea will just kind of hit me. Um, I, I definitely love looking at other media and other forms of art for inspiration. But I think most of the most of the inspiration I get is just from everyday life and the world around me or even just times when I'm like daydreaming, like laying in bed in the morning and I'm like trying to get up and I just have this like weird idea that pops into my head and I'm like, ooh, that would be a really cool photo shoot. So, um, I mean, one of the things that's on my site now is a, is a project called Rebound and it's this girl where I had this weird idea. I think I was half asleep when I thought of it and I just had this concept where I was like, it would be so cool if like I did an entire shoot where this girl was flying around the city, never really on the ground for any of the shots. She was kind of up elevated in the air and she had this bright orange wig on. And I'm like, I don't know where it came from, but it just kind of like one of those visions kind of just hit me. And, and I was just like, I woke up and I told my husband, I'm like, I just got a really cool idea for a shoot. And the next day I ordered a baby trampoline on Amazon oh my <laughs> and I was buying like an orange wig and I was like you know just starting to try to execute it so yeah I saw that yesterday when I, I mean, I'm looking at it right now too I mean it's incredible your like photo photography skills is amazing and I'm like I th- this sounds probably super weird but I'm like I kind of want to live in your head for a day like <laughs> I-, I don't know about that <laughs> What is it? There's like a quote that uh, going back to like mindset or whatever. Is people say like when you start looking inward and especially going into your mind, like never go alone. Oh, but, yeah. Um, no, I mean, that is super inspiring to hear that just the world around you is what inspires you and to think that way. And so I think that's that's absolutely fantastic. The last question I have is um, what are you most grateful for right now? Um, that's a really good question. I think that. I'm most grateful for having a support system around me that really encourages, you know, the business that I'm doing and the work that I'm doing and just having people that want me around, not because I'll take a cool photo of them, but because they actually like me as a person. (laughs) I I think as as a photographer and as a lot, I think this is generally something that I'm sure you come across too, is that when you have a skill or you have something that you are specialized at, you'll find a lot of people coming out of the woodwork that want to kind of see that skill and benefit them. Mm -hmm. And to have people like, you know, a a close group of friends or even just my dogs that I hang out with, like outside of that, that industry is something that I feel so grateful for and that I I really appreciate having. A hundred (laughs) percent. I 100% agree with you on that. Well, thank you so much for your time and your energy and just sharing your journey for the podcast. I know our listeners will love it. Yay. I'm so happy. I'm so happy we got to do this. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week.
Hey, She Did It Her Way listeners, Amanda here, your host, and I want to share with you guys that I'm excited that She Did It Her Way has partnered with your podcast guru to help produce audios and logistics for the show, She Did It Her Way. If any of you are looking to get into podcasting, definitely check out yourpodcastguru.com.